subject on tonight, God, the source of life. God, the source of life. Source is a person, a place, or a thing from which something comes or can be obtained. The origin of the source as when the source was produced and who by. And the purpose of the source and why it was produced. You demonstrate historical skills which are key to your purpose or existence. Nothing exists as you see it or know it without God creating it. The world we know now live in was empty and without form until God spoke and it formed itself by the voice of God. God in his infinite wisdom and knowledge put a plan together, put a plan into action and called all you see and know into existence and in its proper place and order. Know that God is the God of order. So if God is the God of order, when we get out of order, we out of God. Oh, do I need to say that again? The origin of you and I was not until God said, let there be, and it was so. So since the fact that God spoke life, now you have to understand that God spoke life into existence. So therefore, that's why when we come to the knowledge of who God is, we ought to recognize the fact that our life belongs to God. Amen. With God's creation also came instructions, boundaries, dominions, and authority. And the one, the key word to stick in your crawl is instructions. Because it's one thing that the flesh fight against most of all is instructions. And when you fight against instructions, the next thing you start doing is going over your boundaries. Amen. You stop respecting authorities. He commanded all that he had life to produce life to man, to animal, to trees and grass and etc. Therefore, man and woman, Adam and Eve, had this awesome task 
to supply a starry world of life or duplicate some specimens like unto them. That was an awesome task. When you think of the millions of people that is in the world today, you have to go all the way back to Genesis where it got started from. The commandment of God stands sure and still exists unto today as he commanded male and female, not male and male, Amen. nor female with female. This is a break in the commandment of God. God doesn't break his word. Why do we think it's okay for us to do so? The main issue in life, we as human beings are always found kicking against God's word. Kicking against God's plan and his commandments. God is the source of our existence and the reason why we are living. Therefore, wouldn't it make perfect sense for us to worship and to glorify his name and to honor him with our lives? Wouldn't that make perfect sense? Because you were not born unto yourself. You didn't cause yourself to be here. You didn't make a decision and say, well, I'm, I guess, bro, I guess I'm going to be born today. Huh? And then Roe probably said, I'm going to be a cute little girl when I come in. <laughs> I'm going to have Shirley Temple curls when I get here. You know I had to get you. <laughs> Therefore, wouldn't it make perfect sense for us to worship God? Wouldn't it make perfect sense that when we come to the house of God to give God the best we got to give him? Huh? Wouldn't it also make perfect sense that if we put a press down in our sanctified soul to get to the house of God, knowing that it's a possibility that we might meet him here? Amen. So, we give reverence and acknowledgement to everything and everybody but the God of creation. This nation we live in display more honor to a flag or some man-made statue for their accomplishment than we give God for creation. Isn't that amazing? Huh? That they ready to hang you if you don't if you don't honor the flag? Uh, but they don't care whether or not you honor God or not. It was God that arranged your mother's inside 
to carry you for nine months, living off of her until God commanded to nature to push you out of the nest. Huh? Look at God. That he made you be able to carry a seed that turns into a body and that body lives inside of you until it comes developed enough to come out of the womb. And when mother finally pushes you out of the nest, then you come with the resemblance of some type or her or the father. Look at God. Since we have come to the knowledge of the truth about God's existence in creation, what excuse would be acceptable to him or by him if we fail to give him our reasonable service. <coughs> what excuse would be acceptable if we don't give him our reasonable service? How will we fare when we stand before him? And he said, what service did you give me? And you got the death said, none. What heaven you going to stay in? What God, if you can't serve him here, you surely can't serve him up there. Amen. If you can't give him glory here, you surely cannot give him glory there. Come on now. You be tight lip here, guess what? There's going to be a lot of noise going on up there. When I read the back of the book, it said thousands up on top of thousands. That's going to be hallelujah. hallelujah. I don't know if you realize that's going to be some noise going on. You don't want to shock or you might not want to wake up the neighbors. Huh? <laughs> Amen. Because you want to look dignified. It is God that gives us a reasonable portion of our help and strength while leading us to the king's highway. It is the power of God that is keeping your mind in perfect peace or you would be depressed, stressed with no hope and unable to focus. Let's view it from another angle. God is life. And the source of life. And that being said, how can we obtain eternal life without going to the source of life? Come on now. Can't get it off the shelf. 
Can't buy it off the internet. Huh? Amen. What's up with some of them old trucks that come to y'all house? When they deliver stuff? FedEx can't bring it. Amazon either. Come on, somebody. Yet we find a problem with putting all our faith and trust in him. Relying on his very word that brings forth life. Look at this thing. God's word spoke everything into existence. And we can't put trust in what he said. Man, those that knows what God has said ought to be the first one that gravitate to his word. Because I'm I'm reading the word of the one that made everything. So I ought to be the first one to gravitate to what he said. Because I know that his word is life. Come on now. His eternal God gives life and take life. So look unto him and live. Let's go to the source instead of taking secondhand information. Huh? We'll go to he say, she say against what God say. So and so, so and so said it don't take all that. What did God say it takes? Come on now. The same one that tells you it don't take all that has got to take the same thing what God says and can't take down. Come on, somebody. And you be a fool to listen to him. Huh? Because I heard the word of God say, if the blind lead the blind, they both going to fall in a ditch. So my admonition is don't be a blind fool. Hmm? Go to Genesis chapter 1, where it all started. Nothing that you haven't heard before, but we'll rehearse over it again. Come on, somebody. We're going to read verses 1 through 3. I believe that'll be enough to, to, uh, to bag up my point. Are we there? Let's read them. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light and there... Wait a minute. It didn't say he turned on no, no light bulb, did he? He didn't do pull no switch, did he? But what did he do? He spoke. He spoke and light came into existence. Wow. Now, run over to John chapter 1. 
John 1, verses 1 through 4. Are we there? Let's start reading at the first verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Wait a minute. So this Word that was spoken was God. Huh? Verse 2 says, The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not nothing. What nothing in the world came into focus without God's approval. Huh? You can give man all the credit you want to, but there was nothing able for man to do. No material, no means of doing anything. No means of building a house, no means of building an airplane, no means of building bridges. No means of building a city unless he used the material that God created. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Let that soak in. Without him was not anything made. That included you. Huh? So when you start putting too much value in you, remember where you came from. Y'all heard that, y'all heard that saying before, eh? Huh? Come on, somebody. When we come, eh, hey, wrote, when we come from the, the lowest part of the city, and then when we get to the high part of the city, we walk like we ain't never been there. Uh, come on, somebody. Then when you go back to the low part of the city, you got to have gloves before you touch anything and blow it. Because you uptown now. <laughs> Better remember where you came from, because guess what? One day you got to go back. Huh? You got to remember that you came from God because, baby, just as sure as you was born, one day you got to go back. Verse 4 says, in him was life, and the life was the life. You didn't have no life without God, and God became your life. Uh, without the light of God, you still would be fumbling in the dark. Your life would be full of dark. You would be walking in darkness, and you would be you still to be doing the thing that darkness requires. Come on, somebody. We would be doing any and everything with any and everybody. Come on, somebody. I got to read verse 5. Let's read. And the light shined in darkness, and darkness comprehended. They didn't want to hear or see the light. You know, when you, when everything you're doing is in the dark, 
You don't want nobody come showing no throwing no flashlight on you. You don't want no light switch to be turned on you. Come on, somebody. The first thing you do is cover your head. Cover your face. Come on now. When we don't want to come out of darkness and God shines some light on us, we try to cover up. Because we like where we're at. And like what we're doing. Amen. Uh, since I'm in it, guess I'll ride it. So we're going to go over to verse uh, nine. Through verse 11. Now verse 12. Let's read. There was the true light. Which lighted every man that come. Lighted every man. Not some. Everybody has an opportunity. To be saved. Everybody has an opportunity. To go back to God. The right way. 10th verse says. He was in the world. And the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. He came in the person of Jesus Christ. If he made you a body, he can make himself a body. Come on, somebody. You can't put no limitation on what God can do. Huh? If he spoke the trees and the animals and everything into existence, every flower that you see, he can speak to a body and say, make a place for me. Yeah. Woo. 11 verse said, he came unto his own and his own received him. He was rejected by the Jewish nation. He was rejected by the nation of Israel. It's bad. Now, now, now you gotta take you gotta take notice now about the nation of Israel. When they rejected him, he turned his back on them. You don't want God to turn his back on you. Because if he do, you're gonna be cuckoo for cocoa puffs. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Some folks is searching for the light that left him, and they just can't get out of the tongue. They're trapped in a dark tongue and don't know the direction they head. They bumping their heads up against the wall. And my ammunition to you is don't try what they did. try it. Don't, don't, don't try it. You don't know whether you're going to get back or not. You might run out of time. 12 verse says, but for as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God. Even to them that believed on him. 
He gave you an opportunity to become his son. Rare occasion that God gives a human man, a human race, to become his sons. Because why? He's a spiritual God. My Lord. And he trying to make you a spiritual child. So stop bumping your gums and bumping your head up against the wall. And hear what the Lord has to say. Okay. Go back to Exodus chapter 15. Got your paper up. Okay. Exodus 15 verses 11 through 13. Are we there? Let's start reading now. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou stretchest out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy, thou led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou have guided them in thy strength until thy holy habitation. Good God Almighty. Listen to what God did. And, and the question was asked, God, who is like unto you? Huh? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, not mess. He's glorious in holiness. So why do you think that he will stoop down to mess? And why would you think that he would wink at your mess? He should be fearfully in praise. Good God Almighty. Huh? You ought to be praising God, knowing who he is, and fearfully give him his praise. Because he what? Doing wonders. Huh? Maybe we don't see the wonders because maybe we're not giving God the praise that he's expecting. It's not about what you want to give him. It's what God expecting for you to give him. But we still want to give him what we want, when we want it, and how we want it. And you think that you can shove it in God's mouth that he'll eat it, but you're wrong, sweetie. You got to feed God what God wants. Uh, why? Because thou stretchest thy, thy right hand. And the earth swallowed up the Egyptians. Huh? Not one of them escaped. Come on, somebody. 
Thou in thy mercy, thou in thy mercy, had led forth the people which thou redeemed. He led forth the people out of his mercy because they were still mumbling and grumbling. And if it had not have been for his mercy, he would have consumed them all. Come on now. He guided them and he redeemed them. He took them unto himself to be his people. So therefore he guided them in his strength and into his holy habitation. He redeemed you from the hands of the enemy to be healed and for not you to be yours. Oh, I said something then. He redeemed you for himself, not for you, but for himself. You don't belong to you anymore because he bought you back from the hands of the enemy. You better be glad that he purchased you. Come on now. If God hadn't a purchased us, some of us might be sitting on the corner Needle hanging out in our hand and slopping everywhere. Huh? Come on, somebody. Trying to wake up for another fix. And ready to do whatever it is to get it. Come on, somebody. Oh, it's been some horrible stories out there. Come on, somebody. Hey, Jane, not just some horrible story, for some reliable sources. Good God Almighty. So, if you're to redeem, you ought to say so. And if you're to redeem, you ought to act so. Come on, somebody. If you're the redeemed, you ought to be the people of God. Somebody talk to me. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 3. strength was gone. 
Huh? Because he kept dibbling and dabbling. The God got tired of his dibbling and dabbling. Amen. I found out that we have less problems when we get on this side and stay on this side. Come on now. James, you cannot go back into the lion's den and come out of there unmarked. Huh? And sometimes you don't even make it back out. It's rough to make it out of a lion's den. Huh? But the Bible says that your enemy is like a roaring lion. Huh? Going to and fro looking for whom he may devour. James, it's rough if you come, in, man, when, if you go in the lion's den and come out of it, you ought to be giving God the glory. God, thank you for helping me come out of it. Please, Lord, cage that lion in and keep him out of my life. Yeah, but some of y'all want to get a piece of steak and go back to the cage. Sure, you home? And he said, yeah, not for the stake, but for you. Come on, somebody. Deuteronomy 3 and 24 says. I'm telling y'all to read it, and I'm on the wrong page. So we're going to start it over again. Verse 24 says, oh, Lord God. Thou hast begun to show thy servant thy greatness and thy mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or in earth that can and according to thy might. Now, God done showed you some things in your life that he brought you out of. And he brought you out of by a mighty hand. He showed you what he delivered you from. He showed you the changes that he's making in your life. Guess what? We'll be a fool to go back. Come on now. The same God that stretched out the heavens and the earth is still working in your life. It's not another God. He's the same God. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever because I change not. Come on now. Maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. Maybe somebody think that this is a different God on the scene, Pastor. Maybe they think that this is a new age God. Huh? Maybe you think that the old God clocked out and the new God clocked in. Maybe he neither slumber nor sleep. He don't need no break. <laughs> huh? Come on now. He's the same God. Come on, somebody. Go to Isaiah 43.
chapter. Just got to add here. And, uh, well, that's a long one, ain't it? 43, 1 through 19. Okay. Let's begin reading at the first verse. But now thus says the Lord, the created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art, thou whose? So guess what? That applies to you too. Come on now. The God that created thee. So guess what? If he had no intentions of you coming out of the womb, you wouldn't have came out. You might came out, but you'd have been stillborn. Huh? You didn't have no guarantee. Come on, somebody. The only guarantee, only body that has a guarantee is God that speaks life and says, let there be. And he that formed me, fear not. Cool off in here in a minute. <laughs> Where was we at? No, we wasn't at verse 2. We were at verse 1. For I redeemed me. I paid for you. Huh? It was my blood that bought you. Huh? So therefore, I called thee by thy name. For thou art mine. Stop trying to live to yourself then. Come on now. Stop trying to be your boss. <laughs> Come on now. Amen. When it's time to get here, get here. When it's time to come in the presence of the Lord, come in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Your boss said not to forsake the assembling of yourself together. Your daddy said that. You got a new daddy now. If you didn't know it, the one that bought and paid for you by his blood. So watch how you telling you ain't feeling it. Watch out, you tell him you ain't going. Mm. Verse 2 says, When thou passest through the water, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shall not be burned. Neither shall flame kindle. You better be glad you got God on your side. You got to be better be glad that he walked with you on a daily basis. Whoa, whoa, why you say that, uh, uh, Elder? Because we don't walk with him on a daily basis. 
but yet he walks with us every day. And we takes a vacation. Oh, Jane, can I say it? We takes a vacation nine months out of 12. But he don't never take a vacation from us. He lay us down and he wakes us up. He watches over us while we sleep in slumber. Come on, somebody. He rides up and down the dangerous highways with you every time you crank up. It's him that shields you and protects you. But you always want to go on a vacation. In other words, you always want to leave him out of the equation. Come on, somebody. Hmm. The ways of this life would have been and overtook you. Huh? Amen. You'd have been drowning in your own tears. Huh? Come on now. The fires of this life would be done burnt you up. Huh? Because, James, it's hot out there. Huh? It's hot, hot, hot out there. Don't go back to find out how hot it is. You might not return. Amen. Third verse said, For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for a ransom, Ethiopian and Sheba for thee. Are you mean to tell me God gave some more folks for your life? Huh? Come on, somebody. I can put it, I, I can bring it up today. You mean to tell me that God turned his back on Israel for your life? Woo! You better shake yourself. Come on. Come on now. That was a big thing that God did. That wasn't no small issue for him to turn around from the nation of Israel and turn to a people that did not know him. Did not want to know him. But he made it all possible for you to come into the knowledge of the truth. You better shake yourself. Come on, somebody. This that you receive of God is precious. Amen. Oh, verse says, since thou was precious in my sight, thou has been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give means for thee, and people, good God Almighty, look at God. When you become precious in the sight of God, oh, my Lord, when you become precious, he said, Thou has been honorable, and I have loved thee. Don't change the love of God for you. Don't walk out on the love of God. Amen. God said, I done gave folks for your life. 
My Lord. For the nation of Israel, he took a whole nation and wiped them out for their life. Tell me what God won't do if you in the right standing with him. Huh? He'll make some folks bow down. Huh? He'll move people out of key places and move you in. You better shake yourself up in him. Come on now. Folks on the jobs that have thumbs down on you and God will say, mm, cause my thumb's still sticking up. Huh? And I'm the one that rules in the affairs of men. Them. He told you, fear not. Oh, every time I hear that, it just keeps ringing back in my ears from the past when he said, fear not. I got you. <laughs> Come on, somebody. The verse says, fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east. And gather them from the west. I will say to the north. Give up. And to the south. Keep not back. Bring my sons from far. And my daughters from the ends of the earth. Now I tell you this here. When God get ready to bring this back to the nation of Israel. You better be ready to go. Huh? When God began to bring the nation of Israel from the north, the south, and the east, and the west, you better already have your mess together. Your life better be all checked up and ready to check out. Come on. Come on. It's going to happen. And when it, when it happens... You better be ready to go or already gone. Amen. We play, but God don't play. Huh? We say fibulous stuff, but God don't. He value every word that he speaks. Come on, somebody. He don't speak nothing that he's not going to do. Seventh verse says, even everyone that is called by my name. Now he's speaking out to you. Every, even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I formed him, yea, I have made him. You better stop being your own boss. God said, even Everyone that is called by my name. So I, I, I don't know who your God is, but I know who mine is. Yeah, right. Huh? And he said, if you call by my name, for I created him for my glory. Yeah. We When we come to the house of God, we ought to be burning the walls with the glory of God. Huh? 
We ought to be coming in the house of God, ready to give God everything He wants, and then ask Him, Lord, is there any more that you want that I can give? Come on now. And you would be shocked and surprised the condition that you would leave here in. Hmm. So the word said, I heard the pastor quote it maybe a week or so ago. The half hadn't been told. Come on, somebody. You don't know like God knows. Amen. But God is willing to reveal. He got to have some willing vessels. He got to have, James, he got to have some vessels that's ready to get off the shelf and knock the dust off of them. Amen. Me and the baby was back in the big room today. Everything looked like it was in its place. You know, with the naked eye. Until I laid down on the couch and took another took another view. You know, sometimes things ain't the way you think they are. I took another view. And I said, oh, Lord. I had slid the centerpiece on the glass table, and I looked at another piece. I said, oh, Lord, I need to go get that dust rag and knock all the dust off this. Huh, Jane? Jane, a lot of us got dust on us. We got dust on us because we ain't let God do nothing with us. Just been sitting on the shelf, doing nothing, huh? Collecting dust. 